0: This talk show is brought to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans insurance solutions and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit
1: requirements and budget with many low or no cost premium plans, zero co-pays and much more. Our licensed benefits advisors' priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no obligation
0: consultation. 1-929-367-5269. 1 929 367
2: 5269. Coming up next is Sales World. Folks, welcome back to the Sales World channel. I help radio with your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show, new guest. And today we're going to go into the world of sales. And a journey of a success story and also an author coach uh, of, of a new book. I would say that the book is just come out, I think in February, and we'll talk more about the book. And so we'll talk about, you know, sales from a higher scale. I mean, from a, a very, very uh, upscale, I would say level <laughs> of, of, of uh, industry standards, you know, and what works, what doesn't work, things like that. So we'll give you guys some tips on how to be good leaders and, and just what to avoid, I guess, and you know, what to do versus what not to do. And then, of course, the content of the book will guide us through some of those uh, tactics and strategies. Uh, with me today, I have Glenn Poulos. Um, and again, uh, coach, he is an author, he is an executive, he is an owner of business. I mean, he's done it all. Glenn, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you,
1: Hurricane. Happy to be here. I'm doing really well today. Thank you.
2: All right, all right. Well, listen, I it, I know uh, first of all it's an honor. <laughs> I know you you are uh, you have an extensive experience in the sales world and uh, and and just leading teams and successful you know stories over the, um, more than thirty years. Um, I think I'm I'm, yeah, I'm aging 35 years, <laughs> thirty five years. Thirty five years I'm I'm just guessing there, but yep. yeah. So that that's a lot of time you know to spend you know in in the industry of sales and uh, yeah. sales is a. I, I I would say everything revolves around sales. and People may just look at me funny, but I have always said this. There is nothing that happens in this world that doesn't have a sales transaction in it. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> Everything's selling. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Relationships. You Especially know. if
1: you have a wife or a partner or a spouse or whatever, man, you're always selling, trying to convince them all the things you need and where places you want to go and things you need to buy. And uh, we're selling, always selling someone on something, our kids, our,
0: That's
2: you right.
1: know, our coworkers, and uh, our customers for sure, right?
2: So. Well, whenever there are two people talking, there's there's a transaction happening. One one is going to sell somebody something, <laughs> an
0: exactly, idea, yeah. a service,
2: a product, and and again and uh, again we the industries everything revolves around it. Now now I know you started in this dispatch, you know, a long time ago, and uh, you've led it well. And I think you were in the uh, was at the wireless uh, yeah. environment. Yes. So so yeah. so let's talk about Glenn's journey, how it began, and you know what sure. got you into today, and certainly what prompted you to, to get this book out. Well, if, so, by the way, I'm not even sure. I'm sorry. I'm not even sure is yeah. that the only book, or you have other? Yeah, yeah. I only have
1: the one book. Okay, and uh, not sure I have another one in me, but we'll see. All right. And, well, let's uh, take us to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Um, yeah, so I, I went to school for electronics. I went to an re- electronic school called DeVry Institute. It's a very popular school around North America. And, um, funny, I wanted to install car, car stereos for a living. And, uh, I thought that was going to be the coolest thing. And my dad's like, no, like, dude, if you're going to be like playing with electronics, you're going to learn the, how to, you know, how to, how to, uh, play with electronics. Right. So sent me off to, uh, from Niagara Falls to Toronto to, uh, to DeVry Institute and, I got headhunted sort of right, right out of college from um, the government of Canada. And uh, they wanted me to be an electronic technician. And um, <clears throat> I ended up working for them for three years. And at one point, um, my boss, um it came to me and he said uh you know you, you're not you're not cut out for government work you should be in sales and uh my co was saying you know you work too fast you got to slow down you know and um you know uh, and I really only have sort of two speeds right you know uh you know go and stop right pretty much and like I really so <laughs> yeah so I, I didn't really completely understand it at the time but I guess he saw something in me about my you know blathering on and uh you know my uh, my talkative ways or something like that right so i applied for a job and it's it's the stories you know in the book actually and uh, it talks about where i really only applied for one sales job because i really i didn't have any experience applying for jobs i got headhunted out of school they gave me more training i worked for them for a few years and then i the guy said get a sales job so i went and looked for technical sales jobs found the first one applied for it and i got an interview and then, um, I started following up with the, uh, with the guy's secretary, uh, every half, like in the morning and the afternoon, every day. And I'm like, yeah, and the guy's name was Kim. And it's like, Hey, you know, did Kim make a decision yet? And, uh, she's like, no, not yet. And I'm like, well, can I speak to him? No, he's busy. I'm like, okay, well, I'll tell him Glenn called and I'm wondering if he's when he's going to staff the position. Right. So like two weeks later, he says, you're going to Montreal. And, um, so I, I got on a plane, I flew to Montreal and, to understand i work for the government and uh going around fixing these electronic things at weather stations and we drove these little chevy chevettes with uh crank windows no air conditioning no radio if whatever the most basic car that you could ever drive was they were they were canada green and um and and that was it that's what i was used to driving around you know and i flew to montreal and the other one of the other owners of the company picked me up He had a bmw 750 And I thought, oh, man, I'm definitely going into sales, (laughs) like for sure. And so he drives me to the office. There were four owners. Three of them were in in the Montreal office. He pulls into his parking spot. Beside him were two more BMW 750s, and they all had like one – their license plates were like one digit apart, right? So they'd all gotten these matching – seven fifties. Right. And I was like, you know, as a young kid, right. I was completely blown away. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm done. I'm definitely, definitely getting a job in sales. Right. So I did the interview with the other guys. They sent me back to Toronto and the guy hired me and you know, once he had me on board, he's like, I just want you to know you were not, you were not the guy we wanted to hire. You were not even our, uh, you, you weren't even on the short list. And I'm like, well, why, why am I here? And he's like, well, you're the only guy that followed up twice a day for two weeks. And so we just assumed that if you're going to follow up to every second, twice a day to, to get the job, you'll follow up twice a day to keep the job, right? And, um, and so that, be, that began my, uh, my career in sales. And, um, and I worked for them for five years. And, um, and that's when I started taking down lessons, which I called Factors, and that's part of the subtitle of the book, you know, uh, fifty-seven factors to grow a business and a career selling. And the factors were all usually named after people or situations where, and a lot of times they were like, "Don't make this mistake" or, you know, "Repeat this good habit." Right? Mm-hmm. And I started writing them down, and so about five years in, just before my thirtieth birthday, and I had this goal that I wanted to be. Um, you know, the, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to start a business and say that I did it before I was 30. Right. And so I came up with this idea and I was convinced that this new device was going to be, it was going to be all the rage and it was gonna be super, you know, uh, super popular. And I brought, brought the idea to my bosses and I said, look, I want to spin off a division and I'm going to own part of it. You guys can own part of it. I'll take a couple of the vendors that you guys sell and I'll go get a bunch more in this new, new area of technology, you know, and you get the best of both worlds. You get a new equity play and I get to be an entrepreneur and run my own business and do all the things I want to do. And the president says, Oh yeah. Glenn, why don't you make a plan? I'm going to show you. It's just how these things, they just don't work. It'll never work. Right. Well, the next day, I, uh, I I wrote him a plan all right it started off with I hereby resign and I resigned the next day now I'd only been and also it's a funny thing the last thing I'd signed before the res- resignation letter six days before that I had signed my marriage contract because I'd gotten married six days six days before I quit my job right mm. I went out home and I went oh honey by the way I quit my job and, uh, <laughs> and she's like what so <laughs> anyways that was that, that was uh and that's kind of the way I sometimes do things uh, maybe that it's a, a quality, a good quality or a bad quality. But, you know, I kind of like have a vision of something I want to do and it, it becomes a little unstoppable. And I don't really see the short-term, you know, um, hurdles as something that that scares me. And I'm actually able to take action, right? And um, now, this, you know, if jumping out of an airplane without a parachute, I mean, that wouldn't work out in my favor. But I was convinced. And so this this industry they thought and this business would never work was based on this technology called the cell phone. And um, of course that never went anywhere, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, who, who needs a cell phone, right? And of course this was like 1991, <laughs> right? And of course the, uh, they were, you know, uh, the, the, uh, you know back then they were, they were already getting a little popular, but obviously we know what they're like now, right? And, um, you know, and so I built that company for uh, 13 and a half years. And I ended up. This is where my life story gets a little crazy. But I ended up selling my first business by uh, a process called a reverse takeover, where a public company comes and they give you enough shares that uh, you end up becoming one of the minor, majority shareholders in their in their public company. It's mm-hmm. a very common. But I was a really good salesman and I was really good at running the business. But I didn't know a bugger all about running pu- about a public companies and. Honestly, I was so naive about it. And, you know, these guys were, um, they owned a bunch of other businesses. And at the at the forefront, they looked very reputable. And I, I became instant multimillionaire overnight, right? I was the biggest shareholder in the public entity. And within 18 months, my division, <clears throat> the company that I started and that we, you know, that we were running, they had bankrupted it. And a uh, hundred of us lost our jobs. The public company did not uh go bankrupt um but eventually those shares that, that I were worth about 5 million dollars when I when I gave them my business 18 months were worth like you know uh, a few tens of k or whatever <clears throat> uh, five, uh, a year and a half later and so I was basically went from you know millionaire to broke with no job right and um <clears throat> you know the I thought to myself oh my god what am i going to do like like and remember at this point now I had, you know, never made a resume, right? I got headhunted out of college. I went straight to the government. The government guy told me to uh, apply for sales jobs. I basically just whipped something together and applied for one job, got that job for five years, then quit, then ran my first company, right? Then I <laughs> the company went under and now I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I, I don't know how to get a job. And And so I basically decided that I was going to start another company and I was going to correct all the mistakes that I felt we'd made um, in the first company. And I was going to pick better partners, associates, compatriots, you know, everybody that was involved in the business in one way or another, I was going to do all my due diligence was going to be only with the best quality people. Right. And so um, that's what I did. So, um, you know, within, within a a few days of, of uh, me sort of being out on the street, I, um, you know, I had started a new company, and the uh, company's called Gap Wireless, and I came up with that name. I started with my name, Glenn Poulos, GP, right? And I mean, my my middle initial is J, so Jip Wireless didn't sound that good off the tongue, and so <laughs> I bought a vowel, you know, and uh, I started with the first one, A, G A P, Gap, and I went Gap Wireless, and within 10 minutes I had a name, and uh, I went on LogoMaker.com and made a logo. And um, I took a little bit of money out of my retirement. And we, I ended up uh, partnering up with some other people with a business partner in Quebec. And, and we got some financing from a couple other guys. Um, but my new business partner and I, we ran the company for 15 years and I'm happy to talk about it in any way you want. But we sold the company in February to a much more reputable company this time for cash this time, not shares, um, <laughs> and uh, in February of uh, 2022, like a few months ago, and we both accepted jobs in the in the bigger company now, um, you know, helping them to grow their business for a few years, and, um, you know, I'm 60 now, so, you know, um, I'll probably time out in the next three to five years and uh, drift off into the sunset, right? So, <laughs> that's I know that's a bit of a ramble there, but that's actually my career life story and in and during the pandemic is when i wrote the book and i'm you know i'm happy to answer any questions about how i came up with that but i wrote the i wrote the book when we were locked in canada because i i'm in toronto right um the um our lockdown was pretty uh severe in quebec even in canada they had a curfew we didn't have a curfew but there was nowhere to go at night and there was nowhere to go on the weekend literally everything was closed you had to pick up your groceries in the parking lot you know And, and it was long, right? Other places in North America were open sooner, but we really only uh, got back to normal a few months ago. And, um, and so we didn't have a lot to do on the weekend. So that was when I said, uh, I took the advice. Everyone's like, Oh, you should write a book. You should write a book of all my factors that I'd been spouting, spouting off for these years. Right. And I thought, Hey, why not give it a try? So I did. And as I like to say, I, I, I committed to writing 2000 words every weekend. And when I got to 75,000 words, I sent it to an editor and she sent it back. And she said, and after she took the F word out of the uh, book, I had 71,000 words left. Right. And she's like, you can't swear that much in a book. you know." And I'm, I'm like, that's the way I talk. Right. She's like, look, you can say F the F word three times and you can say, God damn it. A couple times. And that's it. Right. And I'm like, okay, fine. We'll go with 71,000 words. Right. And, uh, and that's that's how the book came about, right?
2: So, huh. well, Glenn, thank you, thank you. So, I mean, there's a lot in your story, and I just want to take some time to break it down. Yeah. And then, then we'll 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 talk about the book and the content, you know, sure. more specifics. So, first things first. I mean, uh, we're talking sales here. We're talking the sales world, and uh, this is a show and a channel that is dedicated to the sales industry and all industries, but sales in specific, right? And 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 career paths. Uh, there, there's a few things that you've done in your life that many of us in sales have either done the same or probably going to do the same if we're still starting. Yeah. And 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 the one thing that, that probably we have all in common, I mean, you were ambitious and you went, you know, uh, you followed your dream, basically, and your goals, and you were willing to take risk. And that's a big deal in sales. Uh, The other thing is, I mean, again, you were given the opportunity, again, you got recruited right off college and in in the electronic world, which is, it's great. I mean, that's, that's an industry in its own, but in any industry, there's sales specialists for it. Right. So, so you were just a specialized, you know, a personnel, you know, person in that particular industry that understood sales, but applied it to that, that particular, you know, platform or format. So, so when, um, for for our audiences and, and listeners right now, yeah. y- if you're young and you're in college and you're visualizing your future, uh, you want to get your degree. obviously, that's the, that's a good thing. You have to have that. I mean, you don't have to. Some people may yeah. may have an argument about that part, and we're not there. You know that's your choice. But if you did, it will just open up some doors differently. However, yeah. however, you 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 said it yourself. You didn't have anything to do with sales. Well, at least he didn't think you had it. But the personality that you have <laughs> was a sales character, and that's the other thing. Something it's funny. Salespeople all have something in common. It's not something we we learn. It's in you. You just find yourself. That's your thing. It's it's yeah. part of your DNA, and it is specific. Not everybody can do what we do in sales. It just you know there's there's a lot of stuff that we do, uh, that's probably more dangerous than what someone else does. People come in, they do their job, they work. We have to deal with with personality. We have to deal with different things: pressure, goals, this, that, and many people cannot even take that challenge. It's very difficult, you know. If you're not in the sales world, that you don't have that character, you know, in you, it's just different. Uh, but you did that, so so you got the job, you know. And and by the way, I love what you said. Uh, I actually look at that too in terms of recruitment because if you were following up. You know, well, you're the typical sales guy that actually wants to close. You want to keep, you know, uh, not pushing, but you want to keep up with that person, whether it's a hello, how you doing, how things going, you know, that's a key element in sales. You know, you just don't close and, and just move on, or you're just going to do deal, have a good day. That's it. You know, move on to next. You keep in touch. You want these people to be how things going Absolutely. with your product, your service, whatever. So that's a key thing. And you had that character already in you. That was personality. That was you. And an interview is important too, because an interview. What people don't realize, it is a sales transaction. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> they're, selling, they're, they're selling your job position. And you're selling them you. You know your character, your personality, your service. What you're going to do for them. And if you don't follow up in that transaction, you know there's a good chance you're like, oops, it, it's not. There's to your point. They said to you, you were not part of that, you know, uh, top tier, but yet you still made it. Yeah. And only that, in a few years, you were asking to be a partner. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> now, so so I, I wanted to, to 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 obviously highlight the the concept of the interview process and what he did, sure. and that I would recommend that to anyone, you know if you take an interview, it's okay. it's not a not offensive. <laughs> if you were to actually call and say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, it's okay. It doesn't hurt your feelings. You want to, you know, follow up, say, I just wanted to follow. Thank you for the opportunity. What's my status. How do I look? And by the way, you can even do that in the closing at your interview. Most people, you know, I, I look forward when someone at the interview at the end of it like, "Like, well, how, you know, how things went, how's the interview and yeah. you know, what are my odds, you know, that shows that the person is really interested. And then you can determine, you know, that, that can maybe even change your, sometimes your decision on that particular person, uh, from an interviewer perspective. But then, then from your side as the actual candidate, you know, you did the right thing and actually you wound up with the job. It gave you the entry point to a sales career and flourishing one. Now, what you said earlier that was, that was interesting about going from, you know, a very Chevy, you know, basic car to like a 750, uh, you know, at the time. And I'm, I, I know they've always been, you know, spruced up with all the, the gizmos. So yeah. coming from the electronic world, you had all those perks in, in those cars. And you know what? That's, you know, if you watched you know, some of the old movies. And even today, I mean, you always, you always kind of partner success with good, you know, cars and good housing and stuff. And and, it is part of it. I mean, obviously you upgrade your living standards based on your, you know, income and in sales, you can do that. That's the other thing that I think we can extract from the discussion today is that in sales, you have control.
0: Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah. You work for people, but you control they, believe it or not, we are more needed than people can think of because, People need people like us in sales to actually do the work because that's like, it's like we're the soldiers, we're the troops, you know, and with experience you become a general admiral, whatever, but, but you're still the salesperson, you guide other, you know, troops into the world of sales, but a lot of companies, you know, even some of the Owners of these companies are salespeople by default. You, personally, right? Because Definitely. you know you have to to have some sort of sales skill to be able to do this. Now, some industries is different. People come from finance and other things, and they take you know the the role of CEO, president. But that's different. But at the end of the day, they still have some sales skills available to them. But the fact is you need that and you were being when you looked at those beaters <laughs> yeah <you laughs> that, that was exciting right I mean like listen yeah. I, I got to give me one of those right <laughs> and and and, and I, I'm pretty sure you got one of them better so <laughs> yeah I got the mercedes version <laughs> All right, there you go yeah. See, I, obviously yeah you got to go to the other side I get it yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know uh but but you know believe it or not as you, I'm listening to your story it's very similar to mine you know at, at that point at 30. You want to make that turn. I mean, if you have ambition, any type of ambition, 30 is a big number uh, for younger folks today. You know, yeah. uh, you college, you know, uh, you finish your college around the 21, 22 mark. And and now uh, even earlier, depends on you know how well and how quick you went through the college concept. But the, I'm talking just a bachelor's. If you go further, maybe it's still a couple more years. But at the end of the day, at bare minimum, you're at that age. Uh, you start your career, you try to figure out things. You know, obviously, unless you have a good funding up front and you want to start off the bat, you know, with the uh, with some business. Today it's a lot easier with the technology and, and the wireless, I mean the online businesses and things like that. Yeah. You can even start off the the college. But in those days, it was very difficult. Plus, to your point, I love what you said. <laughs> the business was the wireless, the C the, the, the cell phone yeah. <laughs> industry. I mean, obviously, well, you know, I, I don't even call them anymore. Like I was the other day, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, these are not cell phones it, this is not cell yeah. phones you know anymore right. cell phones will be just something that you just dial with you know through a cell tower yeah this is a computer with a cell phone yeah, feature. with a phone <laughs> option <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean it's a camera it's a cell phone it's a computer yeah. got everything here yeah so so it's a recorder i mean you name it it's, it you can do it yeah. uh but but so but you're right at the time that's the biggest thing i mean it was huge and you saw the value you saw that future that's the other thing vision you not only yeah. you a sales guy you're also visionary and and that, and, and leader because it yeah. takes a lot of guts to do these things and, and also leap you know, uh, you know, and leap leap of faith is important in this world and you know it, it sounds weird you know it's this is not a biblical but le- the the literally concept here is that you sometimes have to take risk no t- no risk no reward no reward and, yeah. and in sales it's it's part of that and w- you mentioned the keyword goals. I mean, we live with goals. I mean, everything we do is goal-driven, yeah. goal-driven target, yeah. goal, target, goal. Yeah. You know, quota, whatever. Quota is kind of negative, but but definitely goals. Whether it's life goals, business goals, targets, and stuff, and we establish those goals and we go after them. We try to achieve and accept, you know, exceed them. That's how you you thrive, and and that's important. But again, these are all the traits of a true salesmanship and true leadership. But 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 what you did also. And for our audiences, you know, listeners, you know, if you want to get motivated, this is a great motivation because, yeah, it might be difficult. But know that uh, uh, Glenn had the vision and he went after it no matter what. As a matter of fact, give me a plan. Well, I gave you the plan. The idea is humongous, and you just just missing the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what you, what you probably said to, to that yeah. person, because I would have said the same thing. And I, by the way, I, I see that as well, because I believe in that. I see the vision, and people's like, like, uh, we don't see the same vision. Well, that's because you're short sighted. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, if you had really that's true common. vision. Yeah, it's many people have that, because they haven't thought about it. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. they haven't thought about it. Like, who the hell are you to think about it? Right. And what makes yeah. you think you're going to do this? Well, I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's exactly you took the challenge and you you knew you had what it takes to make it, uh, what it takes to make. It. And so you took the challenge. But what, what's more difficult here, and I think for our audiences, and again, you don't necessarily have to do what Glenn did. You know, I mean, he was willing to take that risk. I actually did exactly that. I walked out of a business because I wanted to to prove to them, you know you're not worth me and I'm going to go do my thing and I will still succeed. And I did. So again, some of us have that, that personality that, you know what, you just throw a challenge at me and I'll take it and I'll show you what's up and I'll prove you wrong no matter what you do. And I love that. I mean, and that's, that's the characteristic that is very difficult, you know, sometimes to manage, but if you have it, you just have to manage it. Well, one way or the other, there's a risk in, in there and you have to be willing to take it. You are just, Married, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. I mean, the car still said "just married." Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and now you're actually going into this. You know, hey, Han. You know, I just lost my job. You know, I remember, I didn't I, ask her either. Right?
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Well,
2: again, but but you know what? That also shows something. I'm assuming yeah. you're still married to the same person. Yeah.
1: You know? Well, no, not. But we're 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 good friends. But uh, yeah, we're right. not married right. anymore. But but but, yeah. but
2: but you were married for for yeah. a minute there. So so yeah. but the fact is that didn't stop the marriage. Uh, because there no, was no some- not
1: at all. Exactly.
2: Never. You did what it what what you wanted to do. Yeah. And for for worse, for good, you know, the marriage did work out at yeah. the point. And you did exactly what you had to do to make it work. And you did. So five years later, you managed to build a, a small fortune company and, and basically you actually were able to get it I mean unfortunately the the the, the share piece you know again yeah. well, that's what shares are I mean you can get millions yeah. and if you don't sell in time or whatever you get you know screwed and unfortunately yeah, exactly. uh, you didn't see it because that's the thing like do I sell do I not sell do I sell, do I sell? Right. you know and you think that you got it and, and overnight you know it's it's over and then you boom and plus you didn't have a way to, to figure out these folks and how they're going to do it or, or not whether they were good or not yeah, but those are mistakes. I mean, we and, that, and, that, and that's the other thing in sales and leadership and stuff. We're not perfect, you know. You know, part of part of the deal is that you gotta make some mistakes. You are going to have some hurdles. You're gonna have bad decisions, you know. But but the good decisions would definitely outweigh the actual bad decisions. And so if I would say to one. One to 2%, you know, and you got the 99, 98% on the other side. And that's a good, you know, average if you want to go that way, because nothing is perfect. But if you don't take those, you know, mix them up, you're not going to see the value. Plus, those are not mistakes. Those are learning experiences. So that's Absolutely. the other thing, looking at things. Yeah. If you just take, you know, and then like, oh, my God, you know, the end of the world. I can't do this again. You did it. You know? Yeah. You, you Listen, you learn from it. Okay, great. You know what? Yeah. I'm not going to work for somebody else. And that's the other thing that's important, because you were doing this. For so long, you were the lead. It is a tough place to actually go back and and, and start working and and figure out your way again in the hierarchies and, and, you know, just decision-making when somebody else makes a decision. Probably, you know more about that, you know, than that person. It's going to be a difficult task, right? It's always a challenge because now you have to to tell them, well, that's not going to work. And, well, who are you? I'm the boss, whatever. And then, you know, not good. So, you started your own next company, which, Gap, I like it, Gap Wireless. And, and you know what? That took you to the next 15 years. It did. And yeah. that, that's a pretty good stretch, you know, for running yeah. a good business. And this time you sold it for the right reasons and the it right did. money yeah. and the right way. And so good, thank you for that. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, I'm glad that it happened and worked out the way. Yeah. But you know what? That's all I- important. But for audiences, you know, it doesn't matter what level of your career path you are, uh, if you're in sales or even business in general, you know, these are things that, you know, we, we all can learn from. You know the decision pattern, the actual the, the the fact that you're willing to take risk, the fact that you know what? you you go forward, you go after your goals and a dream and ambition. You set targets, time frame targets. I mean, you said thirty, I wanted to have my business. I mean, you really sound like me. I mean, I have other interviews where I was interviewed, and this is exactly what I told yeah. people. That was exactly how I wanted to have my house at this time. I wanted to have this car. I wanted to have exactly. my business. I I tried to retire twice. <laughs> I actually twice. did it twice, <laughs> and then I got back. You know, so, so I I set up myself where you know you have enough stream yeah. of revenue, and you know. I, obviously I'm you know I, I, when the first time I did I was like at, at 30 mark right. and then I did at 40 and I tried to do at 50 and I, have, I haven't I haven't figured that <laughs> out. <yet. laughs> so I'm still working on that one yeah but, but but the fact again, I don't believe in full retirement I don't think I can stop I mean to your point you, yeah. you just you have two two speeds right? exactly yeah, that's, that's the part of it you can't really just shut down I, I guarantee even when you go to the sunset you know in somewhere in the corridor, probably you, well, yeah i'll, I'll you, be
1: looking at everything yeah. and deciding can i make it yeah. into a business <laughs> yeah, exactly you probably
2: <laughs> do something there or do some consulting yeah, I'm whatever start a
1: surf shop and you know like hey that. listen
2: why not once you're <laughs> entrepreneur you're entrepreneur it doesn't matter it's not going to yeah, change yeah. yeah but 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 those are like real key yeah. elements for our audiences folks if you're watching listening you know just just see those things. I mean, absorb yeah. one, each element.
1: So, you you know,
2: there's one thing that uh,
1: <clears throat> most people would never guess, and they probably won't even, they won't even like infer it from our conversation. So I like to bring their attention to it was, you know, I was making good money running the first company. And then I, you know, and um, so it was good. But then I, of course, got all these millions of dollars worth of shares. Right. So I came this multimillionaire. And then I became a, not a multimillionaire, right. <laughs> Cause all the shares went and I couldn't have sold them anyways. Cause I was an insider because I had, uh, so I could only sell 1% every 90 days during the first year or two. So there's no, no, I couldn't barely sell any of them. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. even if I wanted to, um, but the, you know, like, like I, it's not like, like I died when I lost the money. Right. Like the, it didn't, you know, I didn't like, uh, you know, you know, melt like the, like the witch in, on the Wizard of Oz getting water poured on her. Like I just, it was, you know, I, one would think to myself, oh my God, well, if I had $5 million and then I didn't have $5 million, like the world would come to an end. Right. But it didn't, I didn't, and I didn't even, in the end, I didn't even care. Like, I mean, obviously I was mad and upset and whatever. And, you know, of course pissed off at the, at the higher ups in the public entity. But, um, but in the end. I just basically just continued my grind and went back to it. Of course, grew, grew the company again. It was making really good money. And then of course I got a very big payday, um, excuse me, in uh, February. And this time it was cash. Like I said, but again, I don't feel any different with the money again. Right. Like, so, you know, like so, some, someone said to me the other day, you know, uh, you, you you should be happy and I and I go. This is me happy, right? Like like this is this is who I am, right? Because I'm all like you know at work I'm kind of a little intense or whatever, and I'm not like uh, m- like mean or anything like that, right? But people are thinking like I should be on cloud nine or, but I, like <laughs> that's not me, right? And I go, you know what what you see every day, that's me happy, right? I'm do- happy doing what I'm doing, and so with the money without the money working to get the money again, getting the money again. It's not never at any point did I reach a destination that, uh, that changed my state. Right. Like, sure. Now I don't have to worry a little bit about, you know, if, you know, we get something, we buy a little, something a little bit extravagant or whatever, I don't have to give it much thought or, or whatever. Obviously those are nice treats, but of course, you know, doesn't matter how much money you have everyone's millions of people have way more money than you do right so um none of it changes you right it doesn't and um it shouldn't it shouldn't change you right don't let it change you and um you know and it's really the 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 you you have it has to be about the 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 not the destination but the journey right and uh, i know that's very cliche and everyone's oh yeah sure you can say that because you got the money but I mean, I did it for 15 years twice, right? And I mean, every day I go to work during COVID, although I was locked up at night and on the weekends, we were an essential service. So I was in the office every day. My staff, I had to, you know, send them all home except for the warehouse and me. I was there every day from March 2020 till the end of the pandemic. I was there and I obviously didn't have any vacation or anything like that. And I, you know, I like I like that part of the business and growing and working in the business, right? And the other, the other thing um, that's not apparent as well is like, oh well, I could never be a salesman, or you know, it's it's not about like people think, oh, you have to either be, you know, like a blabbermouth or you know, like a like a real super talkative. (laughs) I'm actually not really super talkative, and it doesn't help you in sales to talk twice as much as the customer you need to be listening with you have two ears and one mouth right um so you need to listen twice as much and there's a good chapter in the book on on active listening which i always challenge everyone to try the the challenge in the book to see if they can uh active listen with their partner and um and so um the um oh man i completely
2: lost my train you'll get to yeah. it but yeah. I, want, I wanted to just t- you know to touch on two things well first okay. of all uh you know i love that what you said about listening there there and just since that's the last piece we talked about uh the fact is you're right that's a common mistake salespeople we can talk yes mm-hmm. however we can also listen and we listen a lot more than we think. Because yeah. because the whole idea is if I'm not listening to what you have to say, I'm not going to be able to kind of fulfill what your needs are. Right. I need to understand your needs. I need to understand your urgencies and stuff. And so that's what it is. But if I don't ask the right questions and I don't really pay attention to what you're telling me, I'm not going to see it. Whether it's visual cues or, or words that you say or whatever things I need to... And so you're right. That's the big, you know, it's a mistake. It's a common mistake when you're still novice in sales, but eventually you'll get to it. If you're good, yeah. you'll know that that's your average. You're, you're going to do more listening than, than, than actually pitching. And when you pitch, you wouldn't know how to pitch, but you got to pitch the correct way to, to get there. But, but the other thing is, is, I love what you said about the up and down concept that, you know, the money was there, the money was gone. It's, it's, it's amazing, right? If you teach someone how to fish, they will never starve. Right. Or you were able to fish day one, you're always going to be able to fish. No one can ever stop you from <laughs> feeding yourself. Exactly. You're going to start again. Once you start yeah. once, you can start twice and three times and stuff. Yeah. You have the stamina to do it. That's one yeah. thing. But the fact is, that's the other thing. Yeah, money is great listen, I am, I love money. Like there, I don't think anyone watching and listening right now that, that says, oh, I don't want money or I don't, I can't use money. We all can use money and depends on how much you want to spend with it. You will just want more of it. As a matter of fact, the more you have, the more you're going to want more. Yeah. However, it's how you manage it. Does it, it, do you hold it in your heart or in your hand? If you control in yeah. your hand is one thing, don't let it get into your heart.
0: Yes. Because good. if
2: everything becomes nice. revolving around the money, you know, you lose it. If it's, the money is a tool, and you can use it, you know, in, in good ways, whether it's for your family, for yourself, or even do good deeds and i don't don't be a philanthropist, whatever you want to be. But that's good. But don't let it, you know, get into you because that's when people actually make suicide and, you know, it's the end. I alma, mean, this is the end. It's never the end, you know, just a new beginning, of a new chapter. Just move on, fold and go again. If you did it once, you can do it twice and many other times, you know, uh, over as long as you live, you can do it. And right. this time you do it from better experience and you'll, you'll be much good at it, you're much better at it. So, so that's an important, and I love what, when you, you kind of brought this up, because to your point, many people are afraid of failure or like, you know, oh my God, you know, do expect that it, it can happen to the best of us. Oh yeah. And I, as a matter of fact, if you look at all the success stories around this world, you know, I mean, we can talk about some of the big guys out there, right? They all have their own chapters where they had, you know, bad, you know, those decisions, whatever, they lost some money, they gained some more, but they never give up. They always kind of reset and they do reset that they do, but they already know they have a a core foundation in their base, how to do it. So now they just start from that next level. You know, you may not start at level zero, you're level two or three, but by experience you're already there. So you know what to avoid, things like that. So the little mistakes you made up front, you know, they're no longer mistakes. They actually learned, you know, values that you're going to apply now. And that's how it's done. So you were able to do that easily. Now, to your point, yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful to be, oh, I'm a millionaire. I mean, that's a good achievement. But yeah. then, oops, you know, they're gone overnight. All right, so you can dwell about it and just kind of collapse, or you can just, look what, I'm going to do better this time. And that's all there is. So there's two, exactly. There's yeah. two, you can say, like, that's like being at sea and you have two options. Are you going to, you know, like sink and drown? Or, yeah. or you want to just save, you know, and make or it happen? No. <laughs> exactly. You paddle up until you come out to safety. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so the choice is obvious. You don't want to, you know, drown. You want to make it. And so you can, that's the thing. Most people sometimes at the first, you know, loss, they just lose everything, including themselves, their mind, yeah. their, their body, and spirit. They yeah. become, you know, totally like yeah. collapsed. You don't. And, and, and again, if you are in business, if you are in anything in life, know that this is part of the life. You know, you're going to have some of these challenges that's going to be thrown at you. There's, there's curveballs. <laughs> there's a lot of things that, that blindside you in this world. And when they hit you, you just have to be aware that it might happen. So don't ever say, like, it's never going to happen to me because be always ready to embrace, to, to, to brace, you know, something like that. Because not necessarily embrace it, but brace <laughs> for impact because that's exactly what's going to happen. We, the pandemic was a big one. i was seeing it coming, and it happened. Yeah. Some people didn't embrace, you know, brace you know, for impact and they get hurt. And some people embrace it and brace for impact at the same time. And so they made it through. But at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's an experience that we've all experienced as a whole world. But many of us have these similar experiences in the, our lives, just, just in personal, you know, and many we don't hear about stories. I mean, your story today, we hear about it. But you've experienced it. The people around you have experienced it with you. And you know what? It affects other people. The fact that you had all this, I mean, I'm sure you have your, your teams, you have other people Mm -hmm. that were impacted. Absolutely. And, and again, that's the other leading by example, if they see you not collapsed, they will also probably stand stronger. If you collapse at the first, you know, when it's over, (laughs) you know, these other people also are just not going to be able to make it. So you have to stand strong. I mean, as a leader and you did that well. And yes, I'm pretty sure it was not as easy as, you know, right now we talk about things. It's easy to talk about things, but when you go through them, It might be a little more difficult. It takes a little bit of energy, you know, but you have, it's how you deal with things. If you deal with them, if you are factual and you just, this is it. That's again, can I change this? No, it's happened. It's over. So there's two things. I can cry about it or can just move on from it. Learn, move on. And that's exactly what you need to be doing. So it doesn't matter what you're doing out there. If something happens and it's not really the outcome you wanted, well, that's it. You can't change that now. What you can do is to learn from it and avoid all the little things that you did that did not, that got you this outcome and do better next time. And know that there's, there's many, as long as you live, you have opportunities. There's no such thing Absolutely. as age. There's no such things. I can't do it uh, to your point, money. You were able to be creative and finding the money. That's the other thing. Most of us in business, we're like, Oh my God, where am I getting the money? There's different ways. You can work sideways. You can moonlight, do this. You can get partners, you know, you can get loans, whatever you can do there are ways if there's a will there's a way you'll find a way but just don't say i can't
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
2: so so yeah. Uh, by the way did you get to to your point that is it back
1: so yeah so i do remember my point yeah and um to, there's sort of a two points what uh, you know uh one you know is about the about sales and people having the you know being scared about going into sales and and what have you is well first of all like sales is kind of like it's kind of like the career, like all, oh, like, a, like a gift from God, kind of a career where, and uh, people are like, you know, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and I'm saying like, you know, you can, it doesn't really matter what field you, you know, you study or whatever, you know, whether, and uh, you know, you might make 60 K or you might get to 120 K or whatever. And even some people might get up to like 200 K as a, as a, as an employee or what have you. Right. But you know, I can assure you, the guy that works for a company, you know, uh, some kind of a company that makes 150 or 200 grand a year has probably got lots and lots of schooling and lots and lots of grueling hours, right? Meanwhile, a salesman can come in and in a couple of years, couple, three years, depending upon the industry, if he's good, passionate, he or she, you know, can easily make $150,000 a year, right? And it's like, and they may only have an undergraduate degree, they might have a technical diploma, you know, and it's it's the only career that like over rewards people for doing a good job right most other jobs are just bracketed like there's a lot of guys you know um that have very important jobs maybe at utilities or you know uh you know uh this with the city or whatever they're making 80 grand 90 grand or whatever they count themselves super lucky and like as a very, very fortunate. Right. But as a salesman, you can just rocket past those people. Right. What other career allows you to do that? Only celebrity. And, you know, yeah, you can be a YouTube star or an influencer or, a, you know, a TikTok star nowadays. Right. But I mean, in, in reality, right. It's, it's, it gives you a gift. And, um, and I feel that as long, the only thing you need in order to be a proper salesperson, you know, is, is one, to be passionate about something. If you're not passionate, then you probably won't enjoy the job or be good at it. But if you love something, it doesn't matter if it's needlepoint or electronic kind of stuff, gadgets that I liked, you know, um, whatever it is you geek out over, you know, it it could be, you know, there's millions of things you could sell, you know, like health products, medical products, you you know, if you can get passionate about those products, you can be uh, you can be an exciting salesperson, and and again, the gift is being what I feel is unfairly rewarded for it uh, in comparison to your compatriots. The second part of the lesson is that the real the real um, you know key that I learned the was that the real difference is is if you start your own business, there are rewards that you just never see as an employee. Right. Because as, as an employee, if I went and got a sales job, let's say I was doing good. I made 120 grand a year. Right. I consider myself lucky doing well. Maybe it's 150. It doesn't matter. But, but now me as a person, if I hire a salesperson and he's making 120 or 150 grand a year, I can hire 10 more of him and I get paid for every one of them. Right. It's called leverage. Right. And, you know, he's, he might go from, you know, 120 to 150 to 180 maybe right but if i have 10 of those guys or whatever then we get big giant deals then we get a deal with the government and then at comes along gives us a ginormous contract My, i can go to like a two million dollar year he's only making 190k right because he's not the owner the owner gets an unfair share you know maybe that doesn't sound that great but he gets an unfair share because he takes an unfair share of the risks Mm-hmm. When everyone needs to get paid, sometimes he won't get paid. That's why he gets, you know, and, and so by virtue of taking the sales and combining it with an entrepreneur where you, um, you know, you, t- you take that leap of faith and start a business, you get paid for every penny that goes on in the business, not just what happens in your territory. And that's why I always insisted when I, why I wanted to restart the business because I didn't want to be just a lone ranger getting paid just for my territory and my account. I want to be paid for all of it. Right. Okay. And, um, and so, and it worked out really well. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah. And um, you know, the, what? the other, sorry. And the, the, the one more thing is that if, if people, you know, if you do start your own business, then, you know, you're the president, you're the leader, or whatever. I don't believe in like being the CEO of a company of one. Like, I find that to be a little weird, but, but I mean, you're the president of your company. Um, you start hiring people. You know, this is, I talk about this in the book as well. Your, your, your real job is to make decisions right? It's not to work the longest hours. It's not the one that always be the first one in and the last one to leave. You don't want to have to pick the heaviest, pick up the heaviest box, you know, and run the fastest. That's not your job. Your job's to make decisions and, and make them in a timely and, and uh, you know, predictable manner so that when people are spazzing and they're freaking out because there's a problem with a customer, you want to be calm, cool, and collected, and you want to make a decision and, and, and help them to solve the problem because that's all your people want from you because they don't want to make the decision and they're like usually paralyzed to to make the decision. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's so important that you, that you do that. And, you know, and if you need to go freak out, kind of go into the bathroom and freak out in the stall and then come back and make a decision. Right. And uh, yeah.
2: Well, Glenn, it's, it's amazing. I'm listening to your part here and, and you, you hit on some real core sales, and 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 leadership you know things uh, and by the way it's amazing what you said about sales you know it's it's unfair you know that those guys yeah. can get more composition than the average you know person even with more education right and, and 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 there is a reason for that you know that's you know by the way i it's true because in all career paths it doesn't matter if you're in sales no matter where there's a good chance you're hated to a degree because you get the, the luxury of life. What yeah. I mean with that is that you go to dinners, you have yeah. the card, you, you're doing all, you get the perks, you get the gifts, and maybe other yeah. people in other departments don't see that. No. So you're always going to get the the eye, the look, you know, like, ah, oh, these guys, here comes the sales guys. And it is, it is unfortunate, but you know what? There is a good reason. And I'll tell you what there's. We're cost neutral. We bring the revenue. We, do. <laughs> we, we, we earn our, our income and, and yeah. the composition is attached to targets or or, or overachieve it. So you that's overachieve, right. you're gonna get yeah. more. And that's that the incentives are built on that. Yeah. But if you if someone tells me this, I always tell them, Well, you want to do the job? Let's see if you can do it. You know, but standing in front of people and, and pitching, uh, going to companies or client, what a B2B or or 2 c what it doesn't matter. If you're selling to something, someone somewhere, you know, there is that not that not everybody can do that. That that's the part the part. Yeah. Uh, prospecting for business, going, you know, the bad days, the good the the, the amount of no's you're gonna get <laughs> before you get the yeses. You know, all these things that you don't have to distress, the, the targets, you know, the as the other part people don't see. We have targets every day that you had to hit, you know, every month, you know, every quarter. People don't realize that, so they work, they get their salary, they do their functions, they move on, you don't stop. You know, when people actually have the nine to five, the sales people are working, you know, later, you know, when someone, the client says, i want to meet you at 9 p.m. You don't say, no, I, I don't work until 9 p.m. <laughs> you know, you wanna meet Saturday, you meet Saturday. Those are the things that do actually kind of give you that 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 advantage and therefore the, ab- the ability to get more. You're right, in my industry, in the insurance world and, 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 and the government programs in, in the States, you know, you can i mean my my entry point level right now in 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 our sales they start at 50 bays and with a commission structure that can get them 130 140 year one
0: right high school
2: high school not even no no college. no college college. all right so 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 and 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 in two years if they're good and they have other you know aspirations management whatever they can double that literally so so there is no shame in the game You, you need a license State license which basically again you go and get a course you actually yeah. take a state exam and if you're good you you push through and you know do some of these people do just just as phenomenon. some of them finally they get that kind of income some companies provide some some uh, tuition reimbursement and they go at night and do their college and they do the master's degree and now they become the next vp or whatever so it happens so to your point it is it is i appreciate that you said that because that's powerful stuff and like i said this is not a uh, hey, the salespeople are better than and anybody. We take more risk. Yeah. In, 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 and our jobs are, are, are always volatile. Because if you don't deliver, <laughs> there's a good chance you're not going to have a job. Yeah. Also, people can say, I got a very cushy job. i come in. I, I, as long as I do my, my keystrokes, I'm good. And right. I deliver my reports. Sales, uh, how do you do this month? Uh you know, what's going on? Month two, um, not good. No, month two, unfortunately, it's not working out. Have a good day. Right. See, yeah. that's the thing. Now, the, on the flip side, your sales guy, your sales gal, you can go anywhere. You, to your point, you can sell. If you can sell one thing, you can sell another thing. Uh, it's you just learn the product, the service, and you can pitch it. You know, you have what exactly. It is. Yeah. You know, we're adaptable, and that means we carry our you know skill with us, and you know, and that's that's an important piece to to for our audiences. So, if you want to make the leap into the sales world, whether it's real estate, you know, investment, financial, life insurance, health insurance. Uh, tech, you know, whatever, cars, doesn't matter. (laughs) There's you can make the money. You will always you will never run out of business opportunities. That's the other part. You'll always be able to to generate income. You can sell, you can put stuff on eBay and sell it.
1: (laughs) Any town, any place. (laughs) Any any town, you go to flea market and sell stuff.
2: You see, that's 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 the character that many people may not be able to do, but it comes with that personality, it comes with the risk. And then you added something again. The next value that you talked about is you are the leader you are the president you are making decisions and yes you are you're taking risk i mean it's investment it's your name it's your reputation it's your career path it's all the stuff that you built to that point and someone's going to do the work but there's expectations that they have to deliver and you have also have to especially when you're the owner right yeah uh, you and and you're right you're talking about decision making the hardest thing that people are always afraid to make his decisions. That's why there's yeah. v- very few leaders and a lot more followers. Because I don't want to make that decision. Yeah, I don't want exactly. to be the guy or the gal that actually yeah. made the call. Yeah. You know. And you see on yeah. meetings, like people will look at you like, "Who's gonna make that call?" Yeah. You know. Yeah. And as a leader, you have you it. You know. That's they look up job. to you. Like yeah, they yeah. look up to you. Are you gonna do this? And yeah. sometimes decisions are made that you might not yeah. even like, but unfortunately, you make them. Yeah. And I've, I've like, I've had these interviews before when someone says like, what is your worst for me? For example, the decision is when you terminate somebody, you know, right. it is, it is, it is the worst decision that you ever make, you know, as a leader, but nevertheless, it's it. And by the way, I'd expect the same thing for me if I don't deliver whatever, yeah. I'm, I'm actually accountable for myself. I mean, if I don't see me doing, I'd probably be the one who's going to walk away because if I can't see myself doing whatever reasons I can not achieve goals. Then I want to see that maybe this is not the route for me. Maybe I, it's time for me to change something. Right. Yeah. So, but, but those decisions, whether on you, whether, or the, or your employees or your staff or your teammates, that's the hardest part. And again, decisions, you know, this, sometimes one decision can make or break the company and, it and, it's, and it's based on intelligence, whatever, sometimes, you know, you get, and, and, and if you get the wrong feed, whatever, or sometimes the support is not there. You have everything. But but the operation is not working out well. With yeah, you. <laughs> you're missing stuff your, your, <laughs> manufacturer, your manufacturer. I yeah. manufacturer is not delivering on time. Yeah. You know, now you have issues. Customers are upset that to your point, people don't like, you know, oh, can, can I would you like to speak to my supervisor <laughs> or my boss? They don't want to talk to to, to, to people and be the front, you know, face where they can get, you know, cursed out. They want somebody else to take that blunt. I'm not, you know, let me, let me bring my my lead here.
1: (laughs) You know, I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but, but uh, that spot there is perfect segue that uh, there's a chapter in the book that I call, thank God it's broken. And um, where you're saying like, when there's problems and, you know, you can't get parts or whatever. And I've seen this in so many salespeople where the customer will call and either something's Mm -hmm. like, Broken, you know, like uh, like we sell tech, right? So it's not working, not functioning, or or maybe the products are late arriving, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, right? These are like, you know, and the customer is pissed off. There's no other nice way to put it, right? And they will like recoil with sort of like aversion. So they'll let that customer slip the voicemail. They'll see if the RMA department can help, or you know. And I'm saying like no, like if the when the phone rings and it's a problem, that's your best friend because. Mm-hmm the anyone can sell them the product but only a good quality salesperson can support them after they've bought the product yes and although it might be scary because you might get yelled at and sometimes you do but you'd be pissed off too if your shit was broken and or late right just think yes. about it at your home where your contractors are you know aren't showing up or whatever right and uh, you know but if you can take that call and guide them through the problem, find them a loaner, figure out what the problem is. And every time they call, pick up the phone, even when it's bad news say, look, you know what, don't have an update. I don't know. I've called it every day, whatever. Then at the end, when it's resolved, they'll say, you know what? I like to buy from Glenn because when I call, there's a problem. He picks up the phone. Then the other guy, he just wanted the commission check and he was gone. Right. And so that's why I love that, that chapter. Thank God it's broken. Right. And, uh,
2: Glenn, you know, thank yeah. you for, 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 for putting that there, because you know what? It's funny. Uh, it is a big piece of sales. You know, the, the fact is you're right. Everybody can sell, but do you really take care of your customers? And, yeah. and you know what? I always tell my, my teams, you, things can go wrong. There is no guarantee that things, I mean, any, I mean, for example, I'm in the insurance world. I mean, yeah. as, as, as simple as the doctor doesn't want to see you, your appointment is, you know, three months out, uh, you know, your transportation doesn't show up on time, you know, you have the package i did the good job everything is good but the service now is not being delivered accordingly you're the first one to blame as a sales guy so now what happens it's to your point do i avoid the actual call do i like let me let me And this happened. i mean the worst part i mean i used to do presentations when i started right so i go to these groups in in, in settings and one time i was uh, just funny story i was actually standing in front of a crowd in a patient you know a place and so I'm talking, my name is so-and-so, and, you know, here I'm talking about, and the lady stands out like, your company sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, snakes. I mean, that was, the, that was a tough one. I mean, like, yeah. so, so, so now there were two things here. I mean, obviously that's it. The the, the day is bad. It's ruined. Technically yeah. that would have been ruined if I just collapsed on that. And just like, I, I started, I was like, well, ma'am. you know. so I, I isolated her in front. So I yeah. showed everybody that, okay, well, let me see. What is the, what seems to be the problem? And, well, you know, I'm tired of waiting, blah, 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 appointments. I was like, is that all there is? She's like, come with me. And I took her out. And we made the phone call, and we reso- we solved the problem right then. We came back, and she stood up, and said, "You know what? They're great. They just so exactly. They're yeah. just, they're just so, And I use this in training, but it customer happened. for life. It it yeah. is exactly. So so basically, now I turned her to an ally and a supporter and yeah. the testimony, and it worked. And this happens all the time, especially when you do these presentations on the call. Yeah. If you turn that person, it's like, well, maybe you can go to the competition, but you're not going to get this. I'm here to help you. Yes things just happen i apologize you know let me see what we can do to make it better for you and that's it that's really what what makes the difference but don't no one no company can tell you you're never gonna have a problem because all it takes is one little thing and if you set that expectation that high forget it you know you'll be lying because at the end of the day we all. i mean it doesn't matter what you do to your point the other thing is you're we're salespeople. we're also consumers exactly you know we Do we expect that from our, you know, uh, I guess, uh, salespeople that that sell us things? No, we have certain expectations from our services and products that we buy. And those experiences we should that we hate, we should not dish out. Right. So we need to be ahead of them. And so by using this this element of balance, you should be good at it and and understand these. So every person you talk to just put yourself in their shoes and then figure out exactly you know that you don't want to be in a position where you're not happy so you're going to do the best and you're right if the guy is not doing the job and they're not responding too bad now let's let's talk about you know the book as a whole i mean we've we've kind of talked about different chapters so the name of the book is never sit in the lobby is that what it is yeah
1: never sit in the lobby yeah
2: so so that is an interesting name
1: yeah (laughs) I find that people sitting in the lobby, they're on their cell phones, they're reading magazines, they're not paying attention. And all of a sudden the customer's standing over them, towering down at them going like, dude, uh, do we have a meeting or don't we? Right. So I'm always (laughs) standing up and I'm not that tall. Right. So I I like to, uh, I don't want to be like three feet below the guy who's six feet tall, right. Or six and a half feet tall. (laughs) So I learned the rule that always be standing, you know, don't put your hands in your pockets. Don't be playing with your phone. Don't be reading the plaques on the wall. And, you know, you don't want to show up too early so that you only have to stand for a few minutes and wait for your customer. And then when he walks out or she walks out, you're there to greet them in a, you know, a professional manner. And, and um, you know, that's one of the rules. The, the other rule that goes hand in hand with that one is always show up with something in your hand. And something in your mind, right? And so it could be the a quote that they've asked for, it could be literature on a product they've asked for. It could be you know a giveaway, you know promo item, a water bottle, a pen, you know some kind of giveaway that your company's got that that moment, a coaster, a mouse pad, you know. But always have something in your hand and always have something in your mind, right? I'm here to talk to you about that. You you know you said there was a problem with this feature, or you said you were interested in your increasing your throughput. You know I like to get a few minutes. You know. Um, you know, there, there's 50. I have to, I have to like oh, take a breath because there's 57 <laughs> of them, right? And I'll just keep going, right? And uh, but but um, you know, uh, and the other one I love that goes right with the, at that point on that little part of the, the day is called Never Forget a Face, right? Where I, I have you sit in the, the parking lot waiting for a few minutes before your meeting And while you're doing that, you're looking on your phone or your laptop on LinkedIn and you're associating all the people's names that you know at the customer with their face so that when you bump into them in the lobby or in the hallway from a meeting six months ago, and they say, Hey, Glenn, and I can't get their name because my brain is just can't function that fast. Right. And then they're already halfway down the hall before you remember who it was. Right. You want to have the membranes. You want to remember them before you need to know them. Right. And so when you show up, it's like Bob, Sally, Jack, George, Right. And, and was, and the guy you're with is like, holy shit, you know, everybody. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, and the people that you say hi to, they like being addressed by their name. They makes them feel good. And they're like, oh, I really like that. That Glenn guy he's so friendly and nice. And, you know, we always like it when he comes and visits. Right. and well, it, uh, it, It's personable. It is. And, you know. uh, Yeah, the worst thing is if you've ever been anywhere, including a kid's soccer game or a customer, and you know the guy knows your name, he said it, and you can't remember his name, and you're figuring out how in the world do I remember the person's name, and you're like, someone saved me, (laughs) right? And uh, yeah, so... Uh, Those are, those are a few of the rules. I
2: I love it. And, you know, definitely we want to check out the book folks. You know, now the book is available already. It's out.
1: Yeah. It's on all the major bookstores. It's in all the formats, audio ebook, you know, Kindle. You know hard copy soft copy it's on amazon
2: everywhere else uh, and also there's a link i'm assuming in your website yep, yeah yeah oh, glennpoulas.com yeah all right good so we'll have that description you know that link yeah. in the description of the show so people can actually link out to it listen yeah. it is it is definitely uh i would recommend the book in terms of you know sales i mean it's 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 definitely going to touch on a lot of areas that we all can use uh and even if you're not a salesperson i think there's there's factual things that about life that you can apply a lot yep. of sales stuff applicable in regular life most people don't even see that that is actually a fact but it is uh so do do what it takes, you know. Take a, a quick look at the book, and, Dang, yeah, and you know, let's support. Let's support, you know, Glenn's, you know, work, and 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 definitely let's learn. I mean, that that's the other part that we have to always remember. You took the time to write this book based on on thirty plus years of of live experience and real things that actually. Yeah. And there's nothing better than that experience you know, that you put yeah. it into those words because this is not a theory. This is something that is true, been been tested out in life good the bad and ugly is all there and so exactly. you can tell you know what to do what not to do and there's yeah. nothing that's the thing that's the wisdom that you put in there and that's that's good for anybody that's new to the industry to sales in general or just that wants to learn more tricks about how to operate in the real business world whether it's business you know uh you know l- getting into their business world you know just starting their own uh opportunity or just working for other people and what how to avoid i mean this this tip you just talked about recognizing the names and being ahead i mean before LinkedIn and these these things, it was hard because you would have to yeah. really remember those people. But yeah. now you can literally just look them up. I mean, they know that you look them up. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to see like, you know, that you check their profile unless you have one of those, you know, uh, pro memberships where they don't they don't tell who who is looking at them. But the fact is, at least you have the ability to do that. And and even if I saw someone did look me up, it doesn't hurt me. That means they actually did their due diligence yeah. and it's a better, you know, discussion. So it's all good. Well, listen, Glenn, awesome. I mean, we can talk more. I mean, uh, <laughs> we had a great hour here. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you, thank you so much for the information, for your insights. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me. It, it was a blast. great, yeah, it went by so fast.
2: I know, yeah. it flies when you have yeah. fun, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, listen, enjoyed the, 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 I guess, the summer, yeah. the heat wave that you guys yeah. have there. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks and, a lot. Uh, and, and I appreciate the time and, yeah. and, and your content here. Awesome. folks. Thank you for being with us, for listening and watching on uh, the channel here. And we'll be talking soon. New day, new guest, new show. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.